Hello and welcome to Quadrivia, the podcast that takes you a step beyond trivia and into the minds of the people who craft it. I'm Jacob Hine with Hindsight Trivia in Louisville, Kentucky. I'm Jeremy with Liquid Courage Entertainment in Chicago, Illinois. I'm Jason, the better half of Liquid Courage Entertainment, also in Chicago, Illinois. And I'm Corey with Third Degree Entertainment in Spokane, Washington and North Idaho. And welcome to the episode. Five to ten minutes of small talk focused on, I don't know, making fun of Corey or something. Well, Number I two, make... <laughs> main topic, avoiding handling hey, arguments. Hey, spoilers, on... spoilers. What? <laughs> I was going to make fun of you, Corey, but then I remembered it's 512 degrees in your house, and maybe today isn't the day for that. Eh. How's it you feel? Know, I'm so sweaty, it'll just slide right off. So. <laughs> oh, God, I don't need that visual in <laughs> that, my life. <laughs> yeah, that was not a picture I needed. Thank you. Thank you for I that, actually Corey. took pictures. I'll send them to you. Uh, no, oh, no, really don't. Please don't. I'm no, I really do. I actually genuinely have pictures of myself, like s- literal sweat pouring off my face because I've been oh. working on my photo booth. Mm-hmm. And so I was like out at the photo booth testing the camera and the printer and stuff. So there's just a bunch of photo booth strips of my like massive sweaty face. It's, I wasn't it's calling hot. you a liar. Shut I up. just don't want to see Jeremy. those. <laughs> you know what? I think you need to learn how to handle an argument when I answer something. Is that that's how we're getting into it today? Is it? That's just no. That's, that's foreshadow. That's foreshadowing. Man, I can't tell the difference Dumb. between your segues and your foreshadows <laughs> and your flop sweat anymore. It gets really weird when I have the five shadows. <laughs> Oh, threw Lord. up a little bit in the back of my throat. I've got this imagery in my head of like skin? the third grossest Old Spice ad you could imagine. Just you, brow sweating all over the place, full beard, long hair, in your 112 degree garage, toiling Wait, no, I, over photo booths and whatnot. I'm I on a horse. Hair. It's, it's wedding DJ season, so I have to cut my hair and get the beard all groomed. and I look Aww. halfway presentable when I'm not doused in body juice <laughs> oh god god that's the name Not of the new deodorant better. doused in body juice that's the name of our <laughs> podcast episode it is now oh fucking christ it is Corey's now, doused it? in body juice I, I could i could work with that yeah trademark that do not put it in the hot sauce <laughs> i don't yes, know please do not put that in the hot sauce how's that going I mean, by the way it make it a little bit hotter um i have an appointment later this week with a law firm Ideally, to help uh, uh, license and trademark and all of that shit, do the FDA approval and whatnot. But uh, I've made my third test batch of it. It came out great. Nice. Uh, consistent flavor. Much spicier than the one I sent you. Okay. I had uh, messed up the math. and <laughs> You I, should have told me there was math involved. I'd be on top of that. <laughs> right. Well, it was the dumbest thing, too, because I... <laughs> I made uh, that first batch. I made all three types. I made the habanero, the ghost, and the Carolina Reaper. Mm-hmm. And when I'm sitting there trying to figure out how much to put in to each one, I started with eight habaneros for the habanero batch. And then I was like, okay, that's this many uh, Scoville units. So I only want four ghost and I only want two Reaper. I made all three the same spiciness. And then you sent them out to other streamers and like <laughs> spiciness roulette and we all yeah. won? Yeah, basically. Because I made them all habanero level. I mean, I told um, you my kid liked it. Yeah. That should be some well, kind of indication of problem. 
people people around here who tried that and were like, okay, yeah, I, this is good. I can do this. Mm. Uh, they recently tried my Reaper one and were a little less gung-ho. Uh, but I mean, the flavor, it's still got a great flavor profile. It's all, it's exactly the way I wanted it to be. So, so, so what you're saying really is they should fear the Reaper. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's just what we needed, more cowbell. <laughs> all right, enough about you. Let's talk about things, shall we? Which one? You. You're the you for purposes of you. Jeremy? <laughs> no, it wasn't me. All right. This awkward silence brought to you by Jacob for no good reason. What? TBR is <laughs> essential. Like uh, you water. Know, no, no, Corey. No, we are taking a moment. We are getting this because this is the first oh. time since yeah. that ad updated that you and I have had 30 seconds for me to yell oh. at you oh, for taking no. me out of context. You oh, no. TBR swilling, context. beard bearding son of a bitch. So Everyone has heard it. All the context they need is right there in the ad. The audacity of you putting that ad together, I swear to God. Actually, is, it to wasn't... To quote somebody, incredible. I didn't use audacity. I used um, anchor.fm. Oh, save it for the ad break, cowboy. <laughs> Would you say that it was incredible? I did it say it was. Incredible. incredible. Essential, like water. <laughs> Can you craft me a trivia? No, I'm sorry, Jason. I don't have time for that right now. This ad's already too long. <laughs> so to oh, the God. listeners, none of that was scripted, including the thing that was actually scripted. Corey is just a bastard, man, and I, I don't know want that on record. I will say, it. I did tell Corey this, I'm like, I, I was dying laughing because I didn't know that he had changed up the ad. And I was listening to that episode where the first one he put it on. And I, I was just like in my cars. People had to think I was a crazy man, like just dying laughing in traffic uh, listening to this. The important thing is if Corey ever reaches out to you and says, hey, can you read me some exemplar text? Don't. Oh, my God. Or do. Or do. It'll be fun. That's uh, right. But... I've surreptitiously been taking recordings of all of your <laughs> Twitch channels so that I could save the VODs and then craft them together and get my revenge. Oh, deep fake. I'm down. <laughs> All right. Jeremy, you've done nothing of value yet. Talk to us about our uh, main topic. All right. Well, I guess I will just do our transition then. Holy crap. That was not being put on the spot at all. <laughs> all right. Well, still better failed. Than Jacob, now you try. Well, you know, <laughs> because we're talking about, you know. No. All right. You know. Okay. All right. Fuck it. Pack yeah. it up. We're done. Okay. <laughs> Can't we'll just cut all the way there. back to my yeah. foreshadow and just pop pop that back in. <laughs> oh, no, we're doing this live. One take, guys. Let's get on into it. Our topic today, uh, avoiding or handling arguments you may have on your trivia questions and notably the answers that people will try to run past you. Uh, big question of the field to kind of start it off. So how does this shit happen? I don't know what you're talking about. I've never had anyone argue with me about a question. Could you hear that the, sounded uh, like it was edited on anchor.fm <laughs> exactly <laughs> incredible <laughs> elaborate <laughs> uh, no, it's real, uh, elaborate uh, elaborate i mean uh, let's just the overarching thing of it is like no matter how much uh we try um to have a solid answer on a trivia question sometimes we miss a second possible answer or somebody else thinks they know something when they don't and they will argue about it so what to you is is the worst scenario honestly and i'm gonna open this to the field because i want to know 
do you feel worse in missing an answer that is absolutely fair game, correct, and you just didn't think about it when you're writing the question? Or do you hate more when somebody's trying to, I don't know, for lack of a better word, pull one over on you and get you to accept something that you feel really wiggly about taking based on the wording you gave them? Well, I mean, for me, it's definitely the the former, um, because if I missed it, that's my fault. Um, you know, it's like I, I missed it in the research um, or I didn't think of, you know, depending on how I worded the question, maybe I worded it more ambiguously than I wanted to. Um, and that's on me. Um, if somebody tries to pull one over, I can at least go look at sources really quick and be like, no, I don't even know where you got that or no, I see where you got that. But the point of this question was, you know, by this year, you know, since this year and that guy held the record until, you know, three months ago. So actually the right, the question, you know, the answer we have is right. Your fact is just outdated um, or just I don't even know where you got that from. Like, I don't know where you pulled that from. I don't know where you heard that. I can't find that anywhere. Mm-hmm. You know, move along. Um, it's worse when you have two or three other possible answers because of the way you worded the question, because that falls on you. No, that's that's super fair. And a lot of it and we'll get into this, I'm sure in a little bit it comes down to the nature of the question you're asking. If it's just a dry, plain Jane, like encyclopedia or Wikipedia style fact, and you somehow just screwed up the research and you've got answer A, but answer A upon further review is factually wrong and answer B is actually right. That No, you take that one on the chin. Uh, but if it's something that you wrote, because when you write, you know what the answer you have in mind is going to be and you try to pin the question down to get people to one road that gets them there. And sometimes you forget that other stuff exists. That can be, you know, to various levels of specificity argued to be correct. And sometimes you just have to go, you know what? Yeah, you're right. I can totally see how a rational person would interpret this question to come up with that factually correct answer. And sometimes you realize that they're really just politicking for points that you don't think that they earned on the question. So there's there's a lot of wiggle room and middle ground in there for sure. And often as writers slash hosts, we have to make those judgment calls on the fly. Yep. Yeah, I, I have to say that I totally agree with with uh, Jeremy in that also I, I feel worse when there is another answer that is technically correct uh, with my question because now I have to stop the game, research their answer, make sure that it works and it fits within the parameters that I gave in my question. I have to delay the game. And if that happens twice, where I have, I mean, God forbid, two different answers that could also be correct, I have to do one for each one, and then I have to apologize to the to the team, be like, oh my gosh, I'm sorry, you're right. Yeah, this person did win the award and broke that record, or whatever it is. And it's just, it's embarrassing for me as a host because I've shown that I am not, a subject matter expert in yeah. all subject matters. Exactly, which is what you're supposed to be as a trivia host, right? Or at least be able to fake it. Right. Or just know when the rule makers have moved the proverbial goalposts. I will punch you in the face, Jeremy. <laughs> it it came up before the show. <laughs> yeah, no, we talked about this in pre-show, and it's one thing when you get the research wrong. It's another thing when the world conspires to change the answer out from under you, all right? Fucking NFL. Typical Bears fan. <laughs> You know, I, I don't think I have anything uh, shocking or different to, to respond to that question with either. It, it Obviously, if you are genuinely wrong, like, whatever, that happens. Um, I actually, 
being in a recreational legal state, it it's really easy for me to own those mistakes. I'm just like, sorry, <laughs> I wrote that round while I was high. And they're like, oh, Corey. And I was going like, to get no, shit actually, right. Actually, I just I fucked high. up, but... <laughs> Um, yeah, tonight's no, theme there's... round guest written by Afro man. <laughs> I, I think you left out a very important, uh, what's worse option. And that being the team who argues some inane mistake or error mm-hmm. that doesn't change anything doesn't prevent them from getting the correct answer and they didn't get the correct answer which i mean probably in the way i'm describing it sounds super uh obscure or whatever but they were wrong and they've picked that hill to die on over some incredibly pedantic minutiae element of the question and they won't let it go yeah, like that there was a question that just a couple weeks ago where I accidentally said venomous, or I said poisonous when I meant venomous. Mm. But there was plenty of other, uh, both outright and contextual and subtle clues within the question. Uh, and it was a common bond round. Like, the mixing up venomous and poisonous in no way altered the, the question or right. should have changed it. But afterwards, when I went over the answer and I when I gave the answer, they said, "Well, you said you said poisonous, but that's a venomous snake." And it's you put fucking boa constrictor, like fuck off. You know, <laughs> right. you're you're not gonna convince me to give you a point because I misspoke on one word here. But that ninety five percent of like, players would be absolutely able to understand what the intent was, even yeah. with the and wrong word. Especially, I mean, it's convenient in this. Uh, example because that's one where 90% of the population yeah is probably uh, using the two interchangeably even though they shouldn't mm. so it's even less likely to miss pe- mix people up but but yeah it, those people that want to argue when they wouldn't have got it anyways it's not going to change or affect anything those are the players that I have a problem with kind of that sour grapesy element to it yeah yeah, I had a couple of those come up at my uh, my simul stream last week. I did two questions overall in the game where part of the, the hint had to do with the year of release of a film and the fact that it won some particular Academy Award. Now, in neither case did I say that the Academy Award was given in year X. I said it was a film released in year X. And the first time it happened, uh, somebody piped up and said, well, su- such and such was, was nominated in 1996. And I'm like, yeah, it was first released in 1994, and that's what the question said. And then it happened like five questions later, and it was the same thing. They're like, uh, actually, that won the Oscar in 2007, and I had said 2006. I'm like, again, released in was what the wording implied. And at that point, you're just being a douche. Yeah. Well, and that and that's the one of the things that comes up a lot at trivia, particularly just that type of question when it comes to Academy Awards. Um, and it's like you did the right thing by putting the movie was released in. So there were, it took the obscurity out of it. It wasn't like, oh, did you mean the 96 awards that happened in 97? Or did you mean the movie came out in 96? So it was, it was actually 95 and it was the 96 awards. Um, you took that out by saying the movie was released in X. And they still wanted to be pedantic. Yes. 
continue. Incredible. <laughs> I it's just it just goes into the importance of um pinning down your questions with specific wording to get the answer that you want. Um, in, in cases like that, I do that all the time in my writing because I know that people will do exactly what your players did where they're just like, well, you know, the Academy Award was from 1997. Uh, so that's when, but it's like, no, if you read the question, the question says it was released in 1996. So there's no argument that they have. And hopefully, hopefully being the keyword there, after the first time that they're told this, they'll just start to read the question more carefully. And if you attend to fuck up later in the, in the game, they can call you out on it. But to sit there and make the same statement, and it's like, dude, no, read the question. Yeah, there's a it, reason I put released in your ex. Well, in, in both of these cases, that was only one part of a larger clue that you couldn't suss together if you hadn't figured out the right movie. And I've got both of them in front of me, so I'm just going to run them by you real quick. So the first one asked for uh, the shared title, of the 2004 film that won Best Picture and the 1996 Cronenberg film with James Spader. Uh, the answer is Crash. I'm, you know, spoiler alert on that, I guess. Uh, Crash is an interesting animal because it was like limited release in 2004 uh, internationally, and then it was broad released in 2005, which made it eligible to win Best Picture, which was given out in 2006. And somebody was up in arms about that. And I'm like, well, no other thing fits the clue. And it's not wrong for me to call it a 2004 film. So suck it. Uh, and then I kid you not, seven questions later, uh, remove a letter from what title of a 96 Best Picture nominee to get the title of what 21st century Best Picture winner. And that was trying to get you to the fact that Fargo and Argo are exactly one letter removed for each other. And the same person in the same tone, uh, Fargo was nominated in 1997. Like I didn't say that it was nominated in 96. I said it was a 96 film. I hate Oscars math, basically. <laughs> you know, yeah, but, yeah. absolutely. There are some people who have that information readily available in their head like they've wrote memorized the lists of trivia facts and you know oscar yeah. years and everything is one of those and i get that but, but these both had very strong alternate ends that absolutely removed the argumentation well i maybe it's the the cynic in me but when i have teams arguing minutiae like that i i watch them a little closer I that's when I start walking around the room, keeping an eye on where phones are, how often uh, people are leaving that table, things like that, because it it feels like unless it is strictly rote memorization with no context at all, then if they had enough information to argue it, then they absolutely should have recognized the difference there. Yeah, it's a little bit of cheat bait, isn't it? Yeah, at least in this case, because if you were to Google, you know, 96 best picture nominees, uh, Fargo wouldn't show up on that list because yeah. the interpretation would be for the awards that were given out in 1996. And if you're going off that, well, in some cases, I might have caught you dead to rights, you know? Yeah. But that's my complaint about one thing that happened one time. So uh, what happens, you know, because we're, we've been talking really about questions where like there's some wiggle as to the interpretation of a fact 
in the question. What happens when the question itself is not one of those, you know, encyclopedic, uh, trivial pursuit style questions, and there is a level of interpretation written in as a writer to the question, and you see answers that you didn't expect to see when you wrote the wording of the question? I mean, in I've gotten pretty good myself at limiting those more open-ended answers through other means, you know, mm. I, they're more likely to show up in a common bond round, for example, where I will specifically state at the beginning of the round, some of these questions may have more than one technically correct answer. However, only the answer that matches the bond is going to get a point. Yeah, I know that um, you have that policy. It's a pretty strong policy for that kind of round for sure. Um, I get into I get into trouble on this sometimes with my you know varying theme rounds at the end of my games, and then also because I do a weekly uh, movie question in the style of hashtag explain a film plot badly. That is probably the question that has had the most argumentative answers of anything I've ever done because. If I don't pin it down with something that's like a definitive, inarguable fact, there are often multiple movies that you could make a reasonable enough argument fit the wording of the clue that in more cases than not, I kind of have to give it to you. And I hate that. And I still do them because I am a masochist. Uh, there was a Ebert quote uh, that I just read earlier today saying you've already seen every movie or you've already seen almost every movie because almost every movie is just the same uh, parts rearranged or mm -hmm. interpreted a little bit differently. There, there's nothing new under the sun uh, in that sense. Yeah, exactly. And he, he was actually saying it in the context of uh, having just watched Joe versus the volcano and saying, <laughs> you know what? This one is different. Uh, Reddit is where I saw okay. it. Go find it. Yeah, two often, weeks in the future whenever we release this yeah often when i do questions like that i'll find myself pinning it to a year or pinning it to some other fact that at least narrows the range like adapted from a novel or or something along those lines yeah. to where you know there's probably still more than one arguable answer but the likelihood that you're going to come up with an alternate answer and not the obvious hit you over the head one is less likely and it's less of a problem for me to deal with in the moment as a grader yeah, it's those things are going to happen and all you can really do is you know if it's if it's genuinely on you if you wrote it a little too loosely, you know, it, it sucks that you have to do the extra work, but yeah, you you kind of just have to give it to them as long as it matches everything that was specifically laid out in the question. Um but even then if, if a team is like an asshole about bringing it up, uh, I'll still just not give them the point, even if they they you know have me dead to rights mm -hmm. with a technically correct answer. You, fuck you! You're not entitled to a a point in a trivia game if you're acting like an asshole. This I is a game we're drinking enough, beer yeah. and having fun. Like, so it's important to those of you that are players that are listening. Like, remember that you're there to play a game. You're competing to have fun. If there's a mistake, don't be an ass about it. But yeah, I want to know what Jeremy thinks. Yeah, we we say it kind of sarcastically, but hand to God, and I'll throw it to Jeremy after this, but the most obnoxious thing you could say to a trivia host in the middle of the game is literally the phrase, 
um, actually. Well, actually. <laughs> that you have already fucked yourself off in our worlds if that's your go-to. Or, uh, and I went on a, a tirade about this one night uh, on stream because it had become such an issue of people um, just um actualing instead of being polite about it. Uh, and my, my biggest thing is, like, if you actually have a qualm with a question as a player, if it's online, send the host a message. If it's uh, if it's live, flag them down and said, hey, um, we thought we had had this last one right. Uh, I believe uh, this, you know, so and so this is the fact, whatever it is. Could you look into it when you get a chance? That's it. And 99 times out of 100, I'd say your trivia host is going to be super happy to do so especially because you were polite about it can confirm uh, that for sure. And I feel like a lot of people become very confrontational when they miss a fake point. Oh, I mean, I so. mean, I mean when it's, when it's okay, I get it live in bars. Yeah. There's usually a prize and it can get competitive. Um, particularly in the online space, a lot of places don't have prizes because there's no way to hundred percent police people cheating. Mm -hmm. You try, you, it's the honor system, but if you have a bunch of big money prizes, it's really hard to police that. And people will probably try to cheat to get the money. So you're literally arguing over fake internet points at that point. Um, and people get can get really nasty over it. So I, there was one night when uh, I actually I think I was filling in for Jason. And um, I know it had been an issue so much the week before that uh, it left a bad taste in a lot of people's mouths. Not only the, you know, the host, but like the people that were in chat saw seeing this happening. And these people just kind of going off um, to the point where I, I said something. And I, I don't know if it's been much of an issue since. I like to feel that it worked. But th that's my advice to anybody out there who's a player is be polite about it. The, the host is not infallible. And if, if you say, hey, I think this one also should have credit. Um, could you look into it when you get a chance? It's going to come across a lot better and you're going to get a lot better of a reception over it than if you just start yelling in in person or in chat. Choose your time as well like don't in the middle of a round stand up and interrupt to argue with the host and be like well but yeah uh actually i mean fucking wait until between rounds or go up at the end of the game before final scores are announced or something you know it, marking a a tally on a piece of paper in pencil or you know, putting a one in a column on a spreadsheet, this is not, it's, it's not something that can't be changed. We're not carving your scores into stone. We're not tattooing them on our body. It can wait until a convenient time when we can actually talk about it and, you know, look into it and compare sources. Just, just wait, be patient, yeah, approach the... it politely. Yeah, there's always going to be some point in the ebb and flow of a game where there is a, a good opportunity for the host to be able to handle that without feeling stressed out, without being, you know, under the spotlight, as it were, and take advantage of that. Because I I know that y'all know that I have had something resembling a mental breakdown uh, in the last year and a half or three or 12. Or I don't know. It's it, time is a flat circle uh, number of nervous breakdowns, honestly, because I can't handle the, the strain sometimes of feeling like I don't know what I'm doing at the one thing that I chose to do for a living because of the negative feedback that I get. So remember that we are one, 
people with emotions. Two, we are not infallible. And three, we approach this situation in good faith. And all we ask is that you approach it in the same level of good faith. And everything will go so much more smoothly if you do. Yeah, I would also add that please respect a host's final decision. Um, For me, it's always I try to be as consistent as possible. So, you know, if I choose to rule one way on a question, I'm always going to rule that way in a question. That way it's not like, you know, there's a little bit of gray area here and there. Mm -hmm. I try to keep it as black and white as possible. Um, So, yeah, I just think that's... In addition to what you said with, and I've had it happen to me too. I actually had this happen. Like I had my first real argumentative player at my live show. And of course I'm, I'm new to this. So it was, it kind of rubbed me the wrong way. I mean, as I'm sure it would with anybody, but for example, the question was, um, what tech company had its, uh, had one of the largest, um, um, anyway, the 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 part that was argumentative was what tech company and the answer was Facebook, and I had a team that argued that Facebook was not a tech company and that it was a social media company. I and remember like, you bringing this up in our uh, in our and I just like yeah. I, he was so he was so adamant about it that I I had to ask because I was like look this guy is literally like arguing with me at the table about this and either I'm missing something entirely or I feel like I'm you know. I'm right, and thankfully you guys backed me up and just said, you know, stick your ground on it. But, like, to this day, he's still, well, you know, Facebook's not a real tech company. And I'm like, oh, fuck you. Yes, it is. Of course it's a tech company. Like, what else would it fucking be? Oh, I I can't stand when that happens. I I know exactly the scenario you're talking about, and it's somebody who, I don't know whether or not they intend to do it as a joke or not, but they just won't let it go, and they keep bringing it up and bringing it up, and that shit gets old so fast that it's it's ruined my interpersonal relationships with some of my players because they have reiterated that once or twice. That shit is older than Degas, the famous painter. That guy's really old too. See, now the difference there is, and very importantly, <laughs> is that I pay Jeremy and therefore am allowed to make that joke. Yes, you own you, Jeremy. No, no, I, I no. Just... We don't own people anymore. Oh. I don't own him. I just lease him for extended periods of time for my own oh, financial. That's benefit. better. Yeah. I've had people complain that I'm too mean to Jeremy on here. So that was that was me sticking up for him for once. <laughs> You're welcome, Jeremy. Jeremy you totally, don't ask you for it again. T- totally need to piece together an apology <laughs> from Corey that you just take <laughs> little bits and pieces and that'll be our new ad spot. Use, it, use the anchor.fm uh, tool and just start like piecing it apology all apology is essential <laughs> like water water <laughs> so that um, I, I guess kind of segues it, into into something no, Corey, go ahead sorry <laughs> people also need to remember that they're not forced to be at your trivia if you don't like the way a host you know is is grading answers or a a decision or a call that a host makes fucking go somewhere else. Like you don't, you don't call who wants to be a millionaire and complain that they have an ask the audience option. You don't, you don't call Taylor Swift and be like, Hey, don't use a Taylor GS six. You should use a, a fender. Like if, if, if you're that worried about 
one little part of this event that you're attending, fucking go to another one. Yeah, it's something I have learned very much uh, mostly in the last year and a half is it turns out there's a lot of us and people have more options than they have ever had in the history of our industry than they've had since, you know, March of 2020. So when people who come back week after week after week and are continuing to be argumentative or point out things they don't like at some point you kind of it's in it's not necessarily in your best interests economically but at some point you just want to pull them to the side physically or virtually and say hey if you don't like my goddamn show why the fuck do you keep showing up yeah well, I'm, we've, I've talked about this on the show before, too. Um, I think it was early on. Where I forgot what the topic was for the episode, but kind of the same thing happened with the live team the one time I was hosting. Um, mm-hmm. I think I was filling in for one of your shows where they kept arguing every question. And I was just like, you know what? I'm not taking any arguments the rest of this game. Sorry that one team has ruined it for everyone. I will not take a single argument the rest of this game. Like, yeah, I was the, done. The worst and case scenario really is back. you lose that team, but you kind of realize that the rest of the teams have your back in most cases and that's something i've noticed especially when you have you know those those few bad apples in a chat or in a room that keep trying to derail things or, or show that they're you know put able to push their glasses up and and outsight you on minutia uh the rest of the room will have your back in almost all cases unless you egregiously make an error and they are in good faith pointing it out and you stick to arbitrary guns so as long as you're willing to accept when you might be wrong, your room will have your back when you feel like you're probably right. Yeah. yeah and I, again, we're not infallible. We make mistakes. And I think any of us and any any I was OK, let's say 99 percent of the hosts out there will admit when they messed up like, oh, wow, you're absolutely right. Like that should have gotten credit. And now, thanks to somebody pointing this out politely, um, six other teams got credit on this. Which often bites them in the ass. It's great. Yep. <laughs> I play dirty when I when I get those really argumentative uh, players or teams. I mean, I, I start off with that very uh, obvious forced playful arguing. Mm. Like, oh, I'm so sorry. You know, kind of shit. Um, but when it gets to the point that they're actually upsetting me i drop the act completely and i stare at them and i say you need to fucking stop like this isn't a joke we're not playing here and then where it gets dirty is i'll i'll uh kind of signal to the rest of the room like I'll, i'll wave my hand and i'll say you're now fucking things up for everybody else here they are here to play the game you are ruining their night out and you need to stop and then all those people, people are, are easily swayed and they say, oh, oh, he's defending us. Fuck yeah, we're on his side. <laughs> and then we all take the person outside and we kick them, but only once. That must be an Idaho thing. Yeah. Actually, in Washington, uh, there's a mutual combat law. What? Of course yeah. there is. You can you can agree to, to fight. Huh. Yeah. Fun fact. I'm never going Use to watch that Washington. in your trivia. <laughs> <laughs> no, because Corey's going to get me some bullshit PBR. He's going to get me just drunk enough to agree to whatever. And then all of a sudden I'm in a coma and he's not liable. No, thank you. I don't know what you're talking about. Violence. Also, is are you still essential. coming over next weekend? <laughs> not if the weather stays the way it is. Jesus Christ. Oh, 
tell me. Yeah, you know what? I might come come over to you. Yeah, it's only like 95 out right now, so you're fine. I mean, I don't know about um, you guys, but I, I went to a sword fight and some trivia broke out. <laughs> you, um, uh, If Jeremy says he went to a sword fight, the best course of action is not to ask the follow-up. It's, it's to walk away from the urinals immediately. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, do you... What what is your go to when you have that? Not just argumentative, but ordinary and disruptive team. That's a what do you do? That is a good question. I don't know that I have a, a be all end all solution to that. Everything is so you know kind of in the moment and uniquely situated compared to other scenarios that I don't know that I could apply a one size fits all resolution to those kind of issues. I, I think the best you can do is use your experience to, to play it by ear and try to find the on-the-spot resolution that's going to work best for your emotional state uh, to potentially placate them if necessary or at worst just to get them to drop the situation entirely. And importantly, that doesn't, as, as Jacob pointed out, derail the show or put you in a position to where you're no longer in command of the situation. That is super important. Yeah, I, I think that's a, a very, uh, you're right on the nose with that. And I, I was a little vague in my question, I think. Um, but I mean, more specifically or less specifically or whatever. What type of action are you looking to take, generally speaking? Are you a, again, it varies by situation, but for the most part, would you say you're an ignore them kind of person, a crank up the volume, talk over them kind of person, uh, get in their face or throw them out at the bar or try to win them over with kindness kind of person? Okay. Um, I, I think if I had to off the top of my head, give you the answer to that from my experience and what I hope to do with my shows, I think I will engage them once. And if they kind of get the read of the situation that, okay, this is not a situation to be fucking with and they back off, that's fine. Everybody's cool. It's like Spider-Man saves. Everybody gets one. If you persist, uh, I will just flatly ignore you. And if you become disruptive, I will tell the venue staff that I feel they're being problematic and put the onus on them to make a decision because ultimately I am not a bouncer at the venue. I am you know, contracted to work at. And I've always approached my shows that way, predominantly from like a karaoke and DJ context where people tend to get a little drunker and rowdier. Uh, my role has always been, hey, uh, manager or head bartender or bouncer, keep an eye on this situation. Or I've had people tell me that so-and-so is acting in a way that makes them uncomfortable and I have to bring it to your attention. I am not the person who will say, get out of the bar because I don't feel I have that right to do so. And I'd be speaking on behalf of, my clients who have not given me that right. You know what I mean? That's fair. Jacob. I, I agree. And one of the issues that I have is that the majority of the teams that come and play my game weekly are, or were regulars at the bar before I came in. So like they were the ones that were asking for trivia and then, you know, I showed up and everybody was happy that there was a trivia guy there. <clears throat> and then they're super argumentative. Well, some of them are. And honestly, I can't complain too much. It's actually been okay as of late. But 
at first they were pretty argumentative, but I agree with with what Jason said because I don't have the right because they're not my patrons. At the end of the day, they're paying their tabs to the bar, and I do not have the right to literally remove them from the venue. Um, and I can definitely talk to the bar staff and just say, look, if this continues, you know, they have to go or I won't come back if it's really that severe, which it's not. But I I just there's got to be a dialogue there between the venue owner or staff and me. I mean, because obviously it can't continue because it's just it, if it's weekly and it was for a couple of weeks, if it's weekly, it's just it makes the game not fun for anyone. And I think I've made that pretty clear to that team. Like, look, my rule, my ruling is final. And I, as the trivia host, have the right to do that. If you have a problem with the way that that is, then, you know, go find another venue or just don't come back and play. But I can't literally throw them out because they're not truly my patrons. But the situation is very different online. And let me speak to that very quickly. (laughs) I was Um, just about to say that. Where you are not beholden to corporate masters, as it were. And... It hasn't happened often, and I don't love when it happens, but I have banned people from my channel for being just straight up disruptive or uh, chatting in bad faith with me or other players. My number one rule online is don't be a dick. Don't make anybody feel lesser with your comments, and that specifically includes me. Uh, I will defend my players en masse violently, if necessary, online, uh, and I will not hesitate to hit that ban button. Um, Just get the fuck out of my event you are not acting in good faith as a member of my community and i have no obligation to continue to entertain you uh either professionally or personally at that point i think i've been a little bit spoiled uh with with my relationships with my venues in that i i've actually got permission from uh several of my venues to uh ask people to leave the bar um i've never had to do that uh, I've gotten one step away from that, which is usually uh, telling them that they are no longer welcome at trivia. I'm saying, I'll say, you know, you're not playing anymore. Your team has zero points. You're done. And I will alert the bar staff. Um, never had to throw somebody out, but. I've gotten close yeah, I think I've been once <laughs> to, to kind of leveraging that. Uh, I was doing a, uh, a a Friday night weekly trivia show at a TGI Fridays out in the area, and uh, it was a busy night. It was a packed room. I had like 16 teams uh, in a space that accommodated about 16 teams. Uh, and this <laughs> one lady, you know, we were two, three questions in, and this one lady who's not participating in any way uh, is just shouting out guesses. And the first time I very kind of politely chided her, I'm like, you know, this isn't the kind of game where you shout out answers. You know, they're competing for prizes. Uh, You know, if you have guesses, keep them to yourself. And then it happened the second time and I just straight up lost my shit on microphone. And and flat out told them, um, if that happens again, I'm going to have them remove you from my event. So knock it off. Oh, yeah. And I'm yeah, sitting there, I mean, the adrenaline's going. I'm like, I've never done this before. I just completely <laughs> lost my shit. And I'm at, you know, a TGI Fridays. And it doesn't <laughs> seem like their corporate uh, situation is going to lend to them being, like, cool about this. Uh, but fortunately, they, they, whoever it was, they got the hint. They were quiet the rest of the night, and it didn't become a problem. And I've been very fortunate in my live shows that I really haven't had such a problem where I felt, other than that, the need to invoke 
banning or removal from the building in any way, shape, or form. It's definitely more of a problematic karaoke thing for me. And I don't really do that anymore. So my self-esteem is great. What are you talking about? Drunk people at karaoke are great. Fuck out of here, Jeremy. All right. So quick recap before we move on. Um, We're always right. Writers. Yeah. I'm actual people suck. We are always right. But if you're not, just own it. You know, you, you know the spirit of the question that you were writing, but you have to acknowledge if that's not what you actually wrote. Mm -hmm. Um you know, the people are there to have fun, let them have fun. But at the the point where they start ruining the fun for others, I say put your fucking foot down. You know, just just stop it immediately. Don't let it go any farther. Yeah, that sounds like really sage advice that I would back up 100%. And I would add to that, don't let a, um, a question you did mess up on or... Um you know, did cause an argument like that, ruin the whole game for you or anybody else. It happens. You make mistakes. Oh, yeah. I mean, lose with grace. Yeah, exactly. If you got caught, if like, if if you were genuinely wrong, even if they were kind of a a douche in the way that they they called it out, like, you know, if they interrupted with an um, actually, you can still, you know, you're going to win more people by saying, shit, you're right. I I messed up on that one. I'm going to give you credit for the correct answer. Next time, come up and talk to me about it between rounds. But mm. uh, thank you. Thank you for bringing that to my attention. Well, you know? The adage goes a long way. You win more flies with honey than vinegar. And if both hosts and writers and players kind of keep that at the core of their interactions with each other that are innately combative, I think the community at large is just going to be better served by it. Well, speaking of better served. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Go I think on. that this is a good time to uh, serve you your weekly dose of the Quadrivia Keyword Challenge. Am I right? Jeremy, get the fuck off the podcast. You've been warned. This has turned into a wacky morning radio show. With weather on the goddamn eights. What was the one? What was the... The duo on Parks and Rec, something. Uh, in the something in the douche. Yeah, no, I remember oh, yeah. is the douche. <laughs> Nick Kroll is the best. Anyway, you oh, were segueing us gracefully into a thing. Continue. Oh, it's done. No, that was the segue. We are now at the keyword challenge. It's done. Nothing else need be done or said. Well, I think what we do need before we get into it is a beautiful off-the-cuff description of exactly what the keyword challenge is from Jacob. Go. The keyword challenge is a word that is sent. Look at you. Hey, I knew it was coming. I just, I could just feel it. Now, the keyword challenge is a challenge that's done every week on our podcast, where one of you, the listeners, sends in a keyword, a phrase, an idea that uh, us panelists have to write a question about or have the answer within, and we have ten minutes to write our best question uh, using that word or phrase or idea. And uh, we take a vote at the end to see who wrote the best question, and it's usually always Corey. Eh, I don't know. I've been I've been uh, taking it easy lately to let y'all have a chance. That's true. And eventually, um, the website will actually display data, and we can prove that it is or isn't rigged. You know what? I got the shit looking halfway professional, and I was like, "That's All good right. enough." Yeah, and I walked away. There you go. Um, <laughs> I actually, Jason. 
I think it's time we have something new to attack Jeremy over. Ooh. Well, I'm game for that, obviously. What do you got? That's why I, I waited until we were recording to bring it up. I noticed on, I think it was the episode that we put out last week, which will mean nothing to those of you listening. <laughs> okay. uh, it was like seven episodes. I don't fucking know. Who cares? Uh, I believe Jeremy used a different spelling of the keyword. Oh. Is that Did I? Jeremy? Oh. You know, let me let me go to uh, quadriviapodcast.com. Is this the Keyword catnip evergreen challenge? One? Um, I think. Oh, did y'all oh, no. notice also that we're doing two catnips in a row? I didn't notice. Uh, I've already yes. written my question. Um, <laughs> yes, it was the catnip. <laughs> but no, it was spelled. Uh, it was spelled the same way. I looked it up beforehand. You spelled it with a K. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. Oh, because I was. Th- I might have spelled it in the uh, thing wrong. But uh, it, it's okay. definitely C. The, oh, in okay. the movie, it's C. It might have just been my show notes because I was thinking Katniss, and it was catnip. Ah. Um, I'll allow it this time, but it does let us uh, uh, address it for future issues. Homophones are worse to phones. <laughs> Yeah, no, it is. Uh, it is uh, spelled with a C in the movie. Uh, I just had I had Katniss Everdeen on the brain because we were talking about you know I was looking for the comedy thing, but it is Catnip with a C in the movie. No, it's not. It's with a K in the movie. Is it? A- according to the wiki. Oh, I think. I, well, maybe I don't know. Maybe I saw like multiple sources of it. I just looked it up and then I had written Katniss by I'm like is it like, so rhymes with Katniss. You get to attack. Jeremy. <laughs> All right, whatever. All right, the attack has happened. What are we? Uh, what are we talking about this week, Jacob? Our keyword for this week is brought to us by Catnip from Lithuania. Thank you so much, Catnip, again. <laughs> and our keyword that's with less. a C. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right with a C. Uh, our our keyword this week is soup. Mm. That's with an S. Soup, and, and it's with an S. <laughs> Thank you. A soup. All right. Uh, yeah, we're losing the thread. Let's get the hell out of here and come back in about ten minutes with some questions. Okay. And we are back from our little 10 minute break there to write questions uh, in the, with the keyword of soup and uh, see who could write the best question here today. Let's start with Jason and see what he's got. I don't want to start. Somebody else do it. Okay. Um, let's see. Nah, I'm kidding. I'll do it. You do were it. <laughs> almost a teenager in Ohio. Hey, 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 don't take my thunder away from me. It's my terrible question. I'll ask it. All right. Also, forgive the goddamn typo. All right, here's mine. If you were almost a teenager in Ohio in 1985, you may know that there's 104 days of summer vacation, but high school never ends. At least according to what music act formed in Wichita Falls, Texas, by current Chuck E. Cheese voice, Jarrett Reddick? Ooh, I know this one. I'll I'll give everybody else a second here. I I, I feel like 80% on it. I'll take an eighty percent, Jacob. Any thoughts on this? Because I'm pretty sure Jeremy has dead rights. I'm. I think I have it based on the fact that we know what the keyword is. So I'm. Oh yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah, that that just gives me a hundred percent on it. <laughs> that really does lock it in a little bit, doesn't it? <laughs> All right, Jeremy, who I know who would have known this without the keyword. Do you want to lock yeah. this one? Uh, because if you're almost a teenager in Ohio in 1985, you might have wanted to shake your ass on the hood of White Snake's car, uh, and that would be bowling for soup. 
It would, yeah, absolutely right they on that. They also have I, a song called High School Never Ends. Yeah. I know. And, and a song but, called yeah. Ohio, and a song yeah. called yeah. Almost, and a song yeah. called 1985. Uh, they also did the opening theme to Phineas and Ferb, which is where the 104 Days of Summer Vacation comes in. Oh. And a thing that I learned today researching this uh, that I had to throw in, Jarrett Reddick is the current voice of Chuck E. Cheese in promotional Yeah, that's stuff. what I was, I was yeah, like, what the funny. hell is that about? Yeah, that was something I did not know. That's a fun fact, though. That's edutainment yeah. right there. Chuck edutainment cheese. <laughs> I like oh, that. That's Charles to you. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> wow. Okay, cool. Uh, apparently, uh, that gets him a little excited, and he had to mute his mic there. Uh, Jacob, you wanted to give us your question? Uh, I don't really sure. actually laugh before. I guess we didn't really nitpick this one. I don't have much to no, nitpick about it. And I, I, and I, and I, do, love, I do love the multiple references that you made throughout the question yeah. and it's well, very it's, seamless i like it. it's a very jason thing to do it's a very it's, jason it's on brand, question, yeah. but it's yeah, it's a great one it got to be a thought exercise where how many clues can i cram into this without <laughs> making it sound awkward and somehow i got to at least four and i'll take it now here's an important question that i've still not been able to get an answer for are they bowling to receive soup or are they bowling on behalf of soup it's actually both both at the true? same time. Elaborate. <laughs> no, they're actually using soup to bowl. <laughs> no, it's it's the city of Bowling Green uh, supporting soup. Bowling is here for soup, is what it is. I don't. I don't know. So they're that. not they're not actively bowling. They're saying we are bowling uh, as a noun. Oh, gotcha. Like bowling strong or something. Yeah. Oh. Well, soup does uh, the body good, so I can stand behind that. To to discuss this in a little uh, a little more meta manner, I like, uh, and this is something that I've noticed, you know, having to physically touch every single keyword question every week. I noticed that, uh, probably not intentionally, but. It felt like we had uh, really started veering away from having the keyword in the answer, probably because we were trying to to put together a, a better question for the other hosts uh, or the listeners. Yeah, no, that's but, definitely something that, that ran through my mind when writing this is do, do I want to do something where I know that because of the nature of the keyword challenge, uh, presenting it to you guys, you're going to have that instant in, if not automatic answer on it, you know? I wanted to write a question about bowling for soup, so I did. Yeah. And, you know, it, that's, yeah, like, speaking about the the keyword challenge itself, I'm glad that you did that. And, and I feel like over the last few weeks, people have actually uh, been doing that a little bit more. And it's nice because we're, we're getting some great questions out of it. Um, and yeah, I, I, I agree. This is this a good is example. A, this is a great question. This is a really good question. I'm, I'm tearing up, Jacob. Thank you. Oh, Let's so hear welcome. yours. All right, sweet. Here is my question. The Soup was a television talk show that aired from 2004 to 2015 and gave fame to what comedian, writer, and actor who also starred in the show community uh, from 2009 to 2015? Yeah, this this I'm, name took a couple seconds to sink in, but I got there. Yeah, I'm, I'm 100% on it. As am I. Did he, did he also star in, I believe it was called the Joel McHale show starring Joel McHale? I don't know. That wasn't uh, no, that was, that was so Kevin Garnett. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Because I remember the show, but I don't remember who starred in it, unfortunately. Yeah. You guys might need that to pin that for me. Yeah. Definitely not Joel McHale. No. Um, 
Joel McHale, so, yeah. uh, what a career with the Celtics he had, speaking of Kevin Garnett. <laughs> he was out there on the parquet with Larry Bird, you know? Oh, yeah. Abs- yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, uh, I when I when I heard the um, when I heard the keyword, the soup came to mind. I just listened to an episode of um, Wait Wait Don't Tell Me, and Joe McHale was the uh, was the guest on the show, and he talked about the soup, and I was like, oh, it's top of mind. So I just went ahead and wrote about the soup. There you go. But what were you listening to? Wait Wait Don't Tell Me. No, I I I'm waiting. I, it's for okay. You to we'll tell we'll me. let for you. We'll let you. Wait Wait Don't Tell Me. How can we? I know it's, it's on the tip of your tongue, but we'll pause. You can get there. It's fine. Yeah, Jason, what? Or Jacob, what podcast were you listening to? Wait, wait, don't tell me. Third base. God damn it. <laughs> hardy, hardy, har. Um, uh, the soup. That was, that was on E, right? And it was like it was like Tosh.0, but not... Yeah, it was just him talking like Minus the Howard Yeah, I, part, I think right? like, Tosh.0 was kind of more of a... a web-based variant yes. of the soup, which I think was originally called, like, Talk Soup. That sounds right. right. I think that came up in my right. research. Yeah, not yep. with Joel McHale, but, like, in a previous incarnation. Yeah. yeah. But it was basically uh, stuff that we would call viral now, just mm-hmm. talking about, like, the, the news of the week, wasn't it? In the entertainment world. Yeah, I think it was It was all pop culture stuff, and he just kind of riffed on his, it. His, yeah, yeah. His, his spiel on it, and it was funny. And it was it was good. That's so. a solid question. It's straightforward. Yeah. Um, I I don't even know if I would say that that's the worst thing about the question, because uh, there aren't a whole lot of moving parts about it. But you connected it to the keyword in a way that I didn't, and it's one of those questions where it's not too easy, not too hard. It's in the sweet spot, especially in pop culture. You tied it to something that possibly had a little more familiarity in a broad audience. So yeah, I give it a thumbs up. Thank you. Yep. It is a keyword challenge question, Jacob. That it is. You did it. <laughs> I can see Dora dancing along right now in celebration. <laughs> All right, Jeremy, what do you have? All right. So th- this is the direction earlier we were, we were chatting where I'm like, I thought Jason was going to go here and he didn't. So we'll see if uh, you guys pick up on this. I think you will. I think it's one of the easier questions. But um, mine goes like this. Ali or Al Yagana of Soup Kitchen International in New York City became the unwitting inspiration for a sitcom character, <laughs> one that he hated so much that he kicked what famous comedian out of his restaurant after he told them that they had ruined his business and demanded an apology. All right, and I think we can just move on to the next question. <laughs> now, I was wondering if this was the thing that you thought that I was thinking, Jeremy, and it was my second route for a question, for sure. Um, yeah, it... I'm not this surprised is, that somebody went this route. Yeah, this um, is not the the form of this type of question that I expected to see. So I like the the kind of different take that you had on it, as opposed to naming the character or you know referencing the series that it's referring to more directly. Uh, it's a little backdoory, and I like it. Um, yeah, I assume we all know the answer and can probably reveal oh, safely. Oh, one hundred percent, Jacob. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah I know this. No one. soup for you. Yep. Yep. Um, From Seinfeld. Yeah, I that was when I heard the keyword was soup. That that was the first thing I thought of too. And I was like, "There's no way that somebody else won't write about this." Uh, so I I moved away from it. And yeah, it's can you imagine doing like a soup common bond round and not including this? 
I would I mean, think I think the direction you'd go on a super common bond round that includes this, because then you, you know, Godwin's law is invoked, and I'm not there for that. Oh, no, yeah. you could do it exactly like Jeremy did, though. Yeah, you could, yeah. Yeah, with this question, I did try to avoid um, Soup Nazi, which I felt yeah. was too straightforward, um, like naming the character, um, or just the show it was on, because I think everybody knows that. So I, I was hoping, I mean, obviously, we all, I figured everybody here would get it, because who here hasn't done Seinfeld-type questions before, um, and who probably hasn't seen it. But for I think for a younger crowd, it's going to make them think of... Okay. Oh yeah, this well, definitely plays York, for older millennials more than like yeah. Gen Z. Yeah, I think you did a, a perfect job of taking what would normally be like a ninety-nine percent get rate subject, and just spicing it up a little bit, making it a little bit more difficult. I, I think that this goes from. You know, if you were looking for Soup Nazi or No Soup for You or Seinfeld, the TV show, um, I think it would be, you know, an instant get for anybody. But just the minor changes you made make it into more of a 50-50 split by by generation, as Jason was touching on. So uh, I think it was great. And I do like that you didn't. Uh, include the word Nazi, which we Given should probably option, stop probably saying. Because I mean, it's but but it's important to, to note that you can uh, take you know a, a recognizable thing like that out of it and still have a, a totally fair and fun question. So yeah, just it had a little extra spiciness to it there at the end. I like that. Hold on, did, did we need to mark this down? I think I think that was a, a compliment from Corey. Um, Hold on. I, I but need... on the other hand, it was so fucking easy, Jeremy, that it just... <laughs> <Ugh>. <laughs> Are you literally writing down that I complimented you? No, no. But <laughs> no, I'm putting, no, I'm putting in the uh, recording notes that you yeah. said Nazi a bunch of times. Cool. Okay. All right, speaking well. of Corey, and hopefully getting off of this train of thought, uh, what was your question? Fugu, Kasu Marzu, Turtle Soup... Aki, Ordolan, and traditional Scottish haggis all have something in common in America. Those who can identify that connection will probably have an easier time identifying Fugu, which is what? Uh, it's that clothing brand from the 90s I was never cool enough to wear. Fuck you, Gate Unified. <laughs> you had that on tap, my friend. <laughs> hmm. Now, getting to the actual question, I... I know a little bit of stuff about turtle soup and haggis. I'm not familiar with, I think, any of the other names, unfortunately. So I don't know if I have enough to find the connection to back engineer what fugu is. Um, I assume you're looking for something that isn't soup since you say turtle soup in the question. So I'm I'm punting here a little bit. Uh, Jeremy, you are one of the foodier foodies that I know. What do you think on this? <sighs> I'm I'm picking my brain here. I mean, Scottish haggis, um, I know is uh, I believe stomach, right? Uh, it's like it's like four different sheep organs cooked in the stomach. Like lungs are involved, which is why it's actually illegal. Uh, oh, okay, okay, okay. Oh my God! Yeah, no, yep, there it okay. was. Yeah. There it was. I talked myself into it. You can't. You cannot yep. order traditional Scottish haggis in the U.S. because it is 
illegal to uh, to consume sheep lung. Uh, and it's turtle illegal, soup turtle because yeah. because it uses endangered species is illegal. I think I know the answer on this now. This is one of those good moments, like when you're at the table with your team, though, and you're like, I, I don't know, and then somebody says something. And as soon as you said that, I'm like, oh yeah, duh, that that's it. Uh, Jacob, before I give what might very well be a wrong guess, but in the right ballpark, what, do you have any thoughts? Well, now I do, uh, but I, I'll be honest, I did not go there like the way you did, oh, and wait, I though. probably would not have gotten there. But uh, well, no, wait a second though, because maybe I'm, I'm getting this wrong. Because like, um, we need to figure out what fugu is, right? And I have a guess on that based on the the commonality. Okay. Uh, because okay. I think it jogged a memory. I think. That fugu is the uh, the name for that very carefully prepared puffer fish, uh, which would be oh, intrinsically yeah. dangerous to do in the U.S. Because and all of this knowledge is from an old ass Simpsons episode. But if you cut it the wrong way, it is like completely poisonous to consume. Holy shit! Okay. Well, does anyone else have a guess? No, that actually sounds right, and that that jogged a, a memory. So I, I think you're right. Um. These Once you said puffer fish, uh, it, it definitely, that rang a bell. So I'm okay with that. Okay. All right, so we're locking in on puffer fish. For <laughs> absence of potentially the right answer, yes. Which is the right answer. Oh, nice. Okay. Um, and and you got to it exactly the way I wanted a team to to figure it out. Oh, I um, love when a plan comes together. Yeah, that's that's exactly why I I knew that turtle soup and haggis might be just enough uh, for somebody to say, well, maybe, but I don't know those other things. And then uh, do exactly what it did, like where you go, well, if it's illegal foods. And then maybe, you know, uh, knock loose that memory of fugu and puffer fish. Yeah, that was a, a lucky mean, was... ass just stream of consciousness thought because I was just explaining what haggis is because Jeremy's like, oh, it's sheep stomach. I'm like, it's like four different organs. And, oh, I remember hearing that it's illegal here because of the lung. Uh, John Oliver did like a whole thing about it when he was talking about uh, Scottish independence a couple years ago. So I was really just riffing. And then the aha, the the, the penny absolutely dropped on it. Uh, so, Corey, what the hell are uh, Kazu Marzu, Aki, and Ortolan anyway? Uh, Kazu Marzu is a cheese that... Uh, has live maggot. Oh, it's that one. Okay. Um, Aki is a fruit from Jamaica uh, that when it's ripe, it's or it's, when it turns red, it's ripe and it's really delicious. But if it's not quite ripe enough, then it's got like a lethal dose of hypogliacin or, or some, it's, it'll kill you. Okay. It's bad. Uh, and then Ortolan is that that tiny little bird that is, I think, a French delicacy. Huh. Um, yeah, that's all I can really tell you about that. This is honestly one of the most clever questions that I have seen written in a very long time. I hate to say it. I really hate <laughs> to say it. But this, there is a beauty to what you did with this question that I, I don't think I've ever written a question that takes something like this and goes in the direction that you went with it and i'm mad at you forever <laughs> well i'll take it uh Charity, jacob any thoughts no it's a good I'm, question I, I, yeah i'm in the same boat as, as jason i 
This is where I strive to be when I become like a good trivia host or a trivia writer. Like that kind of question is so like ten levels above me, and I love it. I absolutely. Oh my god! Love. Stop it! But don't keep going. No, no Corey, you this. are the best. <laughs> this question would not work in one of my live shows just because of the shortened time limit. I, I can't predict that people would have enough time to have that all-important aha. Uh, you're, you do uh, one round at a time submission, so if you put this early in a round yeah. and you let people, forgive the food pun, but kind of marinate on it, uh, it's a beautiful question for that kind of presentation. Absolutely. I Honestly, I, I appreciate all the, the feedback. You guys are too nice. Um, but... I, I, all I care about is that you actually solved it literally exactly the way I wanted it to go. I, I would have felt a little disappointed if you had just known right off the top of your head that food like, was Oh, right, fish. from that episode of The Simpsons or whatever. Yeah, but getting to, to hear you walk through it and, and grab onto the clues the way that I wanted them to be, it, it just... It, uh, was very satisfying as a writer to have that happen. So, it, it is a thing. Of uh, I appreciate like it. That I happens. appreciate y'all. <laughs> well, that's, uh, that's what we had to present. Um, Corey, I know you have strong opinions about this. Where would people go to not only uh, vote for their favorite question this week, but also to submit topic ideas for future keyword challenges? Oh, um, I guess you could just like, Wait until Jason is hosting on Twitch. That's twitch.tv slash liquid underscore courage, which is, I, I don't even know what nights now. Maybe like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, uh, Scrabble. <laughs> um, and just as soon as he's hosting trivia, just like chime up in the chat. Hey, can you do notebook as a keyword? And uh, he'll get it on, on the list. Yeah, that is absolutely the only way to do and then, it. Well, I guess what you could do. And also tell him which question you liked. Uh, or if you don't want to go through all the rigmarole, we have a website, uh, quadriviapodcast.com, that not only will have all the keyword challenge polls posted uh, at time of drop of each episode, but you can also navigate to and submit your own keyword challenge words phrases names uh pretty much as as frequently as you want uh if you don't want to go to the website first of all that's going to make Corey sad but uh you can also email us uh your keyword challenge topics at quadriviapod at gmail.com wait is that the information that you were like trying to lead me into giving out a little sorry i dropped the ball on that one I thought that you were looking for like an outside the box kind of. No, answer. I just I know that you uh, don't have a strong connection to the website and its management, so I figured I'd give you the opportunity to talk about it for once. Yeah, no, I I outsourced that shit to Fiverr a long time ago. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, speaking of outsourcing to Fiverr, I wrote a game, wink, uh, for Wait, her final no, segment. We, another plug. Oh, reminder, y'all, we are soon going to be releasing special episodes that are not in this format at all we're, we're doing like some deep dive episodes um but they're only going to be released on our patreon at least at first patreon may or those patreon episodes we we may release you know three months down the road or something um i don't know we haven't talked about that so i shouldn't have mentioned that part but check that out you can uh, uh, become a Patreon sponsor and hear some special episodes where we deep dive on topics and utilize this 
this research skill that a right. good trivia writer has. Uh, so where would they go to on Patreon to do just that and give us actual they would money go dollars? Patreon.com slash quadrivia. And while they're there, they may also notice there's an option at one of the levels uh, to join us for a keyword challenge. Uh, if you donate at this level, you would be able to come onto a live recording of an episode with us and uh, participate in the keyword challenge. You, the, the keyword will be revealed to you and you get to write a question with us. And I promise you it's more it fun than, than we make it sound. Yeah, because as soon as like we turn off the, the recording, we just start talking shit and we take shots and there's pizza. Like It's a good time. You don't want to miss out. Uh, yeah, check it out. That was professional. You, I know. You, you approached that with grace and dignity and aplomb, and I couldn't have done it any better. I was Incredible. holding in a fart. <laughs> Incredible. Uh, I have a game Essential. for you guys. Speaking on uh, the topic of uh, argumentative answers. This is going to be fun for me. Are you guys ready for it? Oh, yeah. Uh, Corey, you might enjoy this more than the others, potentially, because I pulled from an old uh, category that I wrote for my game format called Tringo, which was nothing but user-submitted category suggestions. Uh, and I tried to think of one that just lent itself so very well to having different correct answers than the ones I had intended. Uh, and for purposes of this episode, I wanted to air it out. This is a roundabout dad jokes. Uh, wait, this oh. isn't the pun round, though, is it? No, this is not the pun okay. round. This is a round uh, literally about dad jokes. So kind okay. of by definition, all the answers are going to be based on really terrible puns. Uh, and I will happily concede, because when we actually did this in a show context, there were multiple cases of your answer isn't the answer I had, but I can't say that it doesn't fit the mechanic and the clue, so I'm going to give it to you. Uh, it's one of those rounds where I, I admitted going in, there's probably more than one acceptable answer for these, and we're going to play it by ear. Does that sound good to you guys? This is going to be a shit show. <laughs> can't wait. Sounds good to me. I'm tickling right. my forehead with my microphone. Oh, you are ready for this then. Uh, just real quick check. We are all of us uh, dads on the podcast, right? I think so. I've, I've yes. met most of yep. your children. Uh, so, yeah, come up with your, your best dad joke answers on these. You guys might have an inside track. We'll start with uh, question one, which is simply, why do you never see elephants hiding in trees? Um, I mean, I know how to hide an elephant in a tree, and that's you put him in an apple tree and paint his toenails red. <laughs> oh i like that I oh like that that, one. that gets me a like... whole line of elephant jokes i do with my now eight-year-old happy birthday quentin by the way <laughs> I, I would think trunk would probably be worked into the answer there that's possible um, or i was just thinking like it's something as simple as like because they're too big to fit in the tree <laughs> right yeah i mean that's also that's a, a very definite dad joke route the the unjoke or the uh the anti-joke, yeah. The yeah. anti-joke, yeah. I like the trunk angle. Because they're hidden? Sure. That, I feel like that's the, the dumbest pun I can think of. You can't see them because they're hiding. You know yeah, what? I, like I, would, I would be forced I like to, to, to give you that. Uh, that's not the answer on the card, per se, but it's definitely close enough to the pin. The answer on the card, because they're good at it. 
Jesus Christ. Nine more of these. Oh, man. Uh, that, was, that was probably the, the weirdest of them, in all honesty. They, they play a little more... Uh, was it? As, as much as a dad joke can play straight, I think these next few play more straight, if you're ready, as we move into number two. Uh, what do you call fake noodles? An impasta? Impasta, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah, nothing nothing sus about that. Uh, those, <laughs> Wait, those, those, are, nope? <laughs> those among us uh, who know our dad jokes uh, know that we'd be looking for impasta oh, oh at that case. Yeah, and that's the speed yeah. of this oh, round, my friends. Oh, my God. Goes among it's us. like it's a dad joke round with Jason doing more dad Wait. jokes. Isn't and... that what I said, or did something get lost there? No, that's 100% what you, you all got it right. Okay. Yeah, I was so confused. Yeah, fake noodles are impasta. And then he said, "Those among us." Yeah, those among us. Oh, the imposters yeah. are the characters in among. Or there's. The That's what I meant. By the way, check out Jeremy on Twitch. He may do Among Us ever. Yeah, uh, well, we, actually, I'm due for doing that soon. People have been asking again. I, I so uh, it is currently June twenty eighth, twenty twenty one. If you get on his Twitch stream tonight, he will play Among Us tonight. <laughs> Yep, and he will but, scrub but the you bot so to... you'll never know that he did. Only only if you go into his channel tonight and mention this episode. Yep, uh, just put the keyword soup in. You'll be fine. <laughs> All right, question number three in this god-awful round that for some reason people paid me to do. Uh, why aren't bicycles able to stand up on their own? They're too tired. <laughs> They're too tired. I know this one. They're too tired. Oh, look at Jacob with a thunder out yeah. of nowhere. Yeah, I knew a thing. Yeah. Too tired. All right, I'll shut up. While Jason is uh, building up the nerve to ask the next one, I actually went viral uh, a few years back on Imager, Reddit, The Chive, and uh, some other big site at the time. Um, I had made a whole, I, I made like 50. Uh, dad joke images mm -hmm. and it that was that specifically was one that was included uh, but there's also a picture of my daughter in Aww. there uh, that says well it doesn't matter what it says it's cute and if you find it then you'll know um, but I don't know where I was going with that that was, that was just humble bragging. bragging. I just love it. Yeah, yeah, humble brag. Uh, question number four in dad jokes. If you're cold, go sit in the corner. You know why? Oh, God, I got it. It's 90 you're degrees. you have to reveal it. Oh, jeez. Oh, get those you... groans on in. Oh, I, I, I had man. to think about it for a second. It's 90 degrees. Oh, you God. are right. <laughs> These are wonderful and terrible all at the same time. Yeah, we haven't had too many debatable answers yet, except for that first one. And even then, you had the right idea. You just phrased it in a different way. Uh, there, I might, I might predict one or two coming up that we might have some variance on the answers. You guys ready for number five? Bring it on. All right, number five coming at you. Uh, when geese migrate, why is one side of their V longer than the other? Okay, I'm pretty sure there's an actual answer to this, a, a non-pun scientific answer. Yeah, we are looking for the dad joke version, though. Keep that in mind. <laughs> but I, I can't remember that one either. I, I'm blanking here. 
Yeah, yeah, I am like, too. I'm trying to go I, like really honk feathers. Oh, you guys are going to be so mad at this answer too. Oh, oh, of course no. we are. It's a dad joke around. Because there's an odd number of geese. I don't know. And five is an odd number. Uh, there we go. Yeah, I, I don't think I would give you credit on that. You guys ready for the answer? No, but yeah. Because <laughs> it has more birds in it. I hate oh, you. God. This sucks. These these were all actually actual sourced like list of dad jokes oh on the God. internet stuff. I take no accountability for writing them. I just curated them. Uh, send angry emails to jeremy at liquidcourage.com. Uh, question number six. I think you'll love slash hate in a different way. What did the old pirate say on his birthday? Party. Are you ready, kids? <laughs> oh, my God. I want to go home. <laughs> We're halfway it's through. It's birthday. It's me birthday. About just... Happy birthday. <laughs> this is the dumbest round. I love this. I mean, the only pirate dad joke I, I hear is, what is a pirate's favorite letter? It's R. No, you'd think it'd be R, but a pirate's first R. love be the C. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hate you. Oh, and, you know, I, I just don't know if I can peg this one down. And we're all stuck in this purgatory of dad round <laughs> with Jason. Right, you guys want the reveal on this uh, one? Um, yeah. Pirate, yeah. I mean, God, I hate like giving up on these because the answers are so bad. <laughs> they really are. It like hurts my soul. <laughs> so what did the old pirate say on his birthday? He said, "I'm eighty. Oh, oh my God! Oh my God! <laughs> oh, this hurts. <laughs> it's." <sighs> I could just see Jason, like, in his chair just giggling right now, just, like, having the time of his the life. The grin on my face right now. I wish <laughs> I could take a picture up for podcast The purposes. two or three puns that Jason, like, forces into every episode he's on is bad enough. I know. But sitting uh, here through a full <laughs> round of these. I've actually got something for this one. Hold on. As somebody who oh, loves telling bad jokes... What the fuck was that? Jeremy has a toy, and he's going to lose his toy if he doesn't know how to play with his toy in an appropriate time and place. But do it again. I want to hear it. Carl, that kills people. Oh, my God. That was absolutely worth the extra time necessary to play the toy, <laughs> it, it Jeremy. Was. You it should was. feel the requisite amount of shame, and I'm telling dad jokes for fun and profit right now. Question seven. Why haven't people heard of that band uh, named 1023MB yet? Because they haven't Wait. had a gig or it's... Yeah, they yeah, haven't had a, a, they're not a, a gig. gig yet. Yeah, something yeah, about guys, a gig. Yeah, you guys that one uh, hit that one on the nail. They haven't gotten a gig yet. Nerds. But that's, that's a good 21st century dad joke because I, I don't think my dad would get it, but my kid would. Yeah. Yes. What right. is this gigabyte you speak of? We only know bytes and kilobytes. That, that, that's your that dad impression, it. Jeremy. You are know. a dad. You know what? That's how he talks to to children. Hello, children. Hello, children. Hello, children. No, I do not like the direction that this is going. All of a sudden, number eight. Uh, tell me, what's green, fuzzy, and would kill you if it fell out of a tree? Uh, apparently, an elephant. <laughs> well. And there's my um actually. There's a, my um actually. There it a is. A green fuzzy elephant? No, it's an elephant that's been in the tree and has moss that's growing on it, maybe. <laughs> okay, now I can see that. 
Uh, Alright, let's see if you guys can dial in into one answer and then I can kind of rule accordingly on that. A coconut? Can you tell us, is this a throwback? This is not a throwback. There okay. are those jokes that are kind of meta and throwbacky. This is not. Because the intention of Tringo, the way I originally presented it, is I didn't know the order in which the questions would be presented. So throwbacks That's were true. kind of impossible to do in that sense. A grenade. A lot of fuzzy <laughs> grenades where you come from, huh? <laughs> hey, don't kink shame. I have literally no response to that. I mean, green and fuzzy, I think of, like, moss. But moss can't fall out of a tree and kill you, unless I'm thinking of Randy Moss. I don't know, Randy Moss had a couple hundred pounds. Yeah, I mean, Ronnie Moss could jump out of a tree and kill me, absolutely. So, I'm gonna go with Randy Moss. You're gonna go with Randy Moss, Because that's my Uh, answer. I don't know, a sniper. Like, some kind of, like, sniper. Ah, Those aren't bad guesses. Uh, A pool table. (laughs) God damn it. Oh my god, I hate this so much. So much. I never said What's it belonged in the tree, but it What's would kill you question? if it fell out of one. Is this like, did they replace the felt on the pool, ta- pool table with shag carpeting? That's... I would not call a pool table fuzzy. Okay, I am based... arguing with this answer, <laughs> sir. Well, the bumpers <laughs> have some fuzz to them for sure, based especially on... if it's an older table. Yeah, exactly. Based on that answer, I am sticking with my uh, Randy Moss answer. I think yeah, well, actually... <laughs> Did Randy Moss ever play for the Eagles? Uh, Oh. Trying to remember. He he spent most of his career as a Viking, but I know he played for at least one other team. And if he played for the Eagles, I'd give you Randy Moss. Uh, Patriots, Titans, Raiders, and 49ers. None of those are green. Randy Moss in his rookie season, maybe. Yeah. (laughs) Number nine. Uh, Why don't oysters ever give money to noble causes? Something about shucksters, or or they're uh, they're clutching their pearls. Uh, yeah, that's a good one say, too. Nobility was something with pearls. Yeah, they're going with something with pearls, huh? Hold on, let's see. They're shellfish. No. Oh yes, no, that's one hundred percent. They're that's, shellfish. That's got to be it. That, that is that is an arguable answer. If that's not it, that is absolutely okay. the correct answer. Right. They're shellfish. Good pull, Jeremy. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard that as uh, like other things like crabs or uh, things like that, yeah. not necessarily uh, oysters. So that's why it threw me off a second. I've never heard that with oyster before, but oh, fair enough. All right. Number 10 about to hit you. And this is the one that I actually had multiple, definitely arguably correct answers on. And I want to hear if at least one of those comes up uh, during your discussions. Number 10. Why do people think Orion's belt is overrated? Yeah, it's only three stars. That is not the answer I have on the card. Oh. <laughs> oh, wow. This is the one that there were, most teams gave the three stars response, but there is another equally terribly dad punny joke uh, answer here that, that works. And I'm, I'm curious to see if you guys can kind of stumble your way into it real quick. It's too serious. Um, um, yeah, I'm just, I'm throwing in the towel. All right, I guys... don't want to think this hard about that's Terrible how I felt this entire puns. round. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, definitely going to give you the three stars points on that for very obvious reasons. But the answer I actually sourced on this is that it's a waste of space. God damn Oh, it. my God. And that's my last episode of Quad Trivia. It's been a pleasure, gentlemen. <laughs> Jesus.
It is one twenty. You know oh, what? Sorry, it is twelve twenty in the morning. I will say that I'm really glad that we got to one where there was a definite not the answer I had on the card uh, for for this specific episode. So thank you, Jeremy, for knowing hey, hey guys. dad jokes. <laughs> Jacob, did you me. move remember, to the remember East the, Coast? Uh, no, he's in Kentucky. We had this discussion oh. last time. Yeah, I forget that every time. Holy shit! I thought that we were like ending a solid like forty minutes before the hard out. I, I would like to point out. Remember that time a few episodes ago when I did the uh, the pun the pun question, and Jay said he has never done a pun like that in a question. He just does them off the top of his head, like you know, to during the show. Mm-hmm. I, I would like to point out that he wrote an entire round of those questions. Curated. Curated. I did not Curated. write these terrible jokes. That's like your disclaimer. Like, I am not responsible for anything you've already heard tonight. I just curated it. Well, are you are you no longer doing Tringo? Uh, yeah, we haven't done it in a while, mostly because I've been trying to spend a little more time, uh, especially during weekends with the family. And truth be told, it was it was pulling some sad numbers, and it was a lot of work every week. So the the work reward ratio just wasn't there. Well, on the plus side, does that mean that we can uh, do the pun round on here? I think we can. I don't know if we can do it now. We'll save it for a future well, episode. No, no, not right now, obviously. Oh, yeah. The Corey's patented terrible puns round. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we can. we can absolutely do it for the podcast, I think. And I would certainly give you the pleasure of that uh, presentation well i mean i did i did uh donate them to you well i'm giving them back baby (laughs) they were so bad even jason will not take ownership oh yeah no i'm not taking any responsibility uh jacob is falling asleep on us let's go ahead and put a wrap to this uh (laughs) that's gonna do it for the episode jeremy do you want to tell the nice people who might want to find you in a dark alley where the dark alley would be Sure, that dark alley is the thing known as the internet. You can find me on twitch.tv slash LKJeremy or on Twitter at JerWG. I am Jacob with uh, Hindsight Trivia. You can find me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Solo or on the social media pages of Facebook and Instagram uh, at Hindsight Trivia. Yeah, this is Jason again, uh, twitch.tv slash liquid underscore courage. Facebook.com slash Liquid Courage, or uh, you can find me twice a month doing a live show in Willowbrook, Illinois. Uh, Sext me for details. And I am Corey with Third Degree Entertainment. Just head to thirddegreeentertainment.com and you can find me anywhere else you want from there. Uh, Make sure you also go to quadriviapodcast.com. There are options on there for you to send us keyword suggestions, to vote on this week and past week keyword challenges. Um, You can talk to us about topics that you would like to see in future episodes. Whatever you want. Yeah, tell us your favorite soup. Tell us your favorite pun. Uh, there's also a link to our discord where you can come talk to us live. There's almost always a few hosts, at least around, uh, in the discord. You can talk to us about episodes, ask us questions, give us ideas, um, hit us up on Twitter, on Facebook, check us out on Instagram. We are quadrivia pod on all of the above, and you can email us directly at quadriviapod at gmail.com. And finally, patreon.com slash quadrivia is a great way for you to, uh, show us a little bit of support financially. We appreciate all the downloads and listens, but if you want to be a more uh, interactive supporter, 
do that, get some swag, uh, have some say in future episodes, and be appreciated. Well, we appreciate all our listeners, but it turns out there's well, a, uh, a level to which we appreciate you, and we've codified that level for financial purposes on Patreon.com, which I hear is incredible. It's essential. Like water. Like water. Outro. Where do we go? You should be seeing us in clean feed talking, at least, I would assume. <laughs> I'm taking your toy away, Jeremy. Oh, that's okay. amazing. I didn't know oh. we had one of those.